This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Kerry Dixon Show uh, in association with ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, and make sure you check out uh, their website. And uh, of course, uh, the, they do this fantastic video after every home game with uh, Chopper Harris, Ron Harris and Gary Chivers in the Butcher's Hook pub where uh, the club was in fact founded many years ago. And it's great stuff. So I commend that to you. <laughs> And also uh, follow them on Twitter, at Fan12Chelsea. Now, uh, of course, a lovely warm welcome to my old mate, Kerry Dixon. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm doing fine, thanks, Dave. Yes, indeed. Uh, we, we should apologise for uh, for not doing a show last week. But to be fair, Kerry, you had a lot going on, didn't you? Including the uh, the, the Chelsea Pitch Owners annual lunch, which I gather was great fun. Yes, uh, Pitch Owners lunch and uh, met up with... Um... The Chelsea's uh, Norwegian and uh, Swedish supporters club were having their Christmas party as well. It was uh, trying to combine a bit of everything and indeed stick in a couple of games um, on the Wednesday and the Saturday. So, yeah, very busy. And, uh, yeah, once again, apologies from myself as well. No, that's all right, mate. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll both be forgiven. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was. I was also in the in the same pub that they were doing the uh, the Norwegians were doing their party. So uh, you're a brave man to have managed to to to, to face up to that one all afternoon. I can tell you, they're they're a good bunch of lads. Right, we should talk some football, shouldn't we? Really, uh, I'm going to kick off uh, with a little chat about the uh, Atletico match. Um, you know, I was obviously there. Um, it, 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 uh, to be really honest, Kerry, I, I thought it was a great game of football. Actually, I, I, I you know, I th- it, it surprises me that Atletico, you know, have ended up uh, dropping into the Europa League. Uh, and for all of the talk about the fact they've done really badly in this European campaign, they still looked a decent side to me. And, and I just thought it was a really good game of football. First up, well, I mean, I think it was a decent enough game. Uh, I, I... <laughs> When you talk about the old cliches and once again the results business and so on, um, I felt that Chelsea put themselves in a position 
um, to finish top of the group. And, you know, they've let themselves down a little bit. I mean, the only way it could be resurrected now is if, you know, one, they draw Besiktas as everyone's first choice. And uh, two, if they beat either Paris Saint-Germain or Barcelona, which are the only three options they have left um, in the group uh, after the group stages. And, um, you know, the second option is it's not going to be an easy one. I think uh, given the choice out of the other two, I, I possibly would prefer to play Barcelona. I just think that they might be a little bit, a side that might be, although their current form suggests it's not, but I think they might be on the wane a little bit. Um, it's just a little thought from myself. Paris Saint-Germain looked to be the up-and-coming side, although the Bayern Munich result for them um, was not a good one. But uh, it just proves to, it just goes to show that they're sort of human after all and uh, not so fearful and up and coming. But um, I felt Chelsea let themselves down a little bit overall, um, not necessarily in uh, Atletico games, but certainly in the Roma games. And uh, that's what's cost them effectively. Mm. Um, yes, I agree with you, Atletico are going to be a force in the uh, Europa Cup, but uh, that's not what we're going to worry about. Let's hope Chelsea are a force after Christmas and indeed over Christmas. And. Uh, become a force in the Champions League. Hmm. Uh, interesting comments about, about where we go next, which, I, which I'll pick up on in a minute. But f- first and foremost, I mean, if we take anything away from the game, really, um, it, it was uh, the fact that we didn't put them away and, and we had more than enough chances to do that. And, you know, I think that Atletico, you know, they, they were a threat, but... I never got the feeling that they were they were going to hammer us or, or run away with it. I, in fact, quite the contrary. I, I felt that we should have, you know, possibly won that game by three or four. We certainly created enough chances, but we had a real problem finishing it. I mean, was it was it poor finishing or was it bad luck? There wasn't necessarily glaring misses. You know, we had chances, as you say. I mean, no, Willie, Williams, I think. Yeah. You know, when he put that over the bar, that was that was poor. He should have scored. Yeah, really, well, I think. Well, that was uh, that was probably the, the, the biggest omission. But, but by and large, um, it was just one of them one of them games we could have scored, didn't score, um, didn't take the chances, and it cost you. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I don't like to start picking out individuals and sort of blame the whole campaign on the fact that one or two chances in the Atletico game actually cost us because I think, and we have said in previous shows, that uh, the Roma game might might come back to haunt us. And indeed, that that was the case. Yeah. Um, so, there we are. Um, we've got two drawn home games. And as I've said, you want to finish top, you've, you've got to win your home games. And uh, that wasn't the case. But uh, it wasn't as bad as Atletico. We could have been in the Europa Cup. That was a very tough draw to get through. So the positive to take out the game, yep. which uh, I take on with you, is, is the fact that we, we have qualified and we've got a Champions League draw to look forward to and the campaign, hopefully, which will last longer than the next round come February. Well, indeed it does. And I mean, that, that it, it's great fun, actually. I mean, as I said, look, you know, disappointment aside and frustration aside, I really enjoyed it on Wednesday. I thought, well, you know, this is what European football's about and why, why I love uh, going along to the bridge on uh, on a European night. Um, but, you know, picking up from where you, you left off, Kerry, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it looks like we'll either have Besiktas, Barcelona or PSG. And in fact, uh, cleverer people than me have worked out that we are, in percentage terms, far more likely to get Barcelona. 
uh, and I think you're right. I mean, they're, they're not the team uh, that they were when we used to have those humdinging battles with them. But, I mean, you could say that we're not the side that we were as well. So if we do get them, it would be an interesting tie, wouldn't it? Well, it's going to be an interesting tie if uh, that indeed is the case. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that, uh, obviously, next week because that will be apparent as to who we've got with the, mm. with the draw coming up. I think it's Monday, I think, the draw is. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, any of them would be in, well, an intriguing battle. Um, but uh, everyone hopes it's Besiktas, uh, really do. Not that it's uh, an easy tie, but given the choice of the three, it's certainly the less daunting. But um, I don't know how the panel of experts work out what we're more liable to get when there's a choice of three going to hell. I, I would have said it was 33% we get any one of them. But, uh, you know, I'll leave it to the experts. And if it is Barcelona, then uh, I, I think, bring it on. Yeah. I think it's the issue that, you know, like, like us, uh, you know, we can't play any of the other four British teams or English teams yep. in the next round. Uh, Barcelona have to avoid Spanish teams. I think I think a little bit of that's come into it. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, Conte was was quite uh, bullish about it. I mean, maybe he has to be. Maybe he's just saying that. We don't know, do we? But you know, let's take it at face value for a second. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to win uh, any cup competition, you know, you've got to beat whoever gets put in front of you. That's correct. Um, so I, I kind of applaud him for that. But I mean, on the other hand, Kerry, I mean, all this belly aching about oh well you know we came second and that's why we were going to end up playing PSG or, or Barcelona if we'd have come first we we might also get in the next round uh, Bayern Munich Juventus or Real Madrid none of whom I would particularly fancy so it's a cup of competition you're going to have to play who you have to play aren't you that's correct and uh, you know when you look at all the English teams in it it's made it that little bit more um, of a path where it looks like everyone is going to get one of the big teams, and there's going to be some great clashes in the competition, um, not just for us, because uh, the English teams, like you've just said, are going to meet um, three of the giants of Europe in Real Madrid, Bayern and Juventus. So, you know, some of the English clubs are going to be meeting with them, that's for sure. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, as you said, we will f- soon find out on Monday, and I think you're right. We will obviously pick up on that uh in the show next week. Uh, but anyway, uh, we should also have a quick look back at uh, the Premier League game. The bread and butter, as it were, uh, against Newcastle uh, last Saturday. An, an early kickoff, 12.30. Not my favourite time for football, I have to say, Kerry. It, it seriously uh, diminishes the amount of time I could spend in the pub beforehand. But there you go. Um, my, my, and of course, the corollary of that is I, I spend too much time in the pub afterwards. But that's another story. Um Right. First things first, really. I, I you know, we, we are in, in, invariably slow starters, I think, anyway. But it seems to be a particular habit with the early kickoffs. But uh, that aside, I thought Eden Hazard came to the fore uh, again. Two superb goals. One of them a Penenka penalty. There's been a lot of chat uh, recently about Hazard and the fact that he's he's really beginning to step up to the plate and grab games by the scruff of the neck, which is what you want your best player to do. Um, and I mean, you know, Kelvin Barker, he's an old mate of mine as well. And he quite cheekily put out on Twitter that, I mean, Kelvin's been watching for a long time, as as, as you know. And he, he actually said that he thinks that Hazard is the most skillful player and the player with the most natural ability that he's ever seen play for Chelsea, which I thought was a, a bold statement. But I've got to be honest, Kerry, I'm inclined to agree. I'd be interested to hear where you stand on Hazard. I'm, uh, I'm not against uh, any statement that applauds Hazard, I think our best player I've been saying it for a while and I think uh, he's the difference as I've said many a time that 
between uh, tight games, which we're in. <clears throat> if we can win, he's got to be playing. He's got to be playing well. Here's the difference. Uh, we can make it happen. I, I did, uh, certainly last season, I used to look at, uh, I mean, I could go back a lot further. But last season, I used to um, look at Diego Costa as well. Um, and, you know, his goals helped. That could be the difference. Hasn't taken off. Costa winning one nil. Uh, Chelsea winning one nil. Costa goal. You know, taking taking a half chance at presenting itself. Um, but by a large, even has uh, was the difference when he's on block. It's very hard to stop, but it disrupts any pattern of play or any um, set up from the opposition that is he's put in front of you because he can disrupt anything. You know, he takes players out of the game with his dribbling skills. Um, he's got abilities that. Uh, other people haven't got, he, you know, he draws fouls for the opposition. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, he's it, virtually impossible to handle on a going day. Very much in the mould of the, the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, the Neymar's, etc. Mm. Yeah, which of course he, he uh, I mean, not that it really, I, I, to be honest, I don't really care about it. But uh, all the news yesterday was about the fact that Hazard was way down the list in the in the Ballon d'Or competition, which Ronaldo got again. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm not worried about that. We we know how good he is. That's all that counts, isn't it, mate? Well, we do, and let's hope we continue to see it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Here. Um. Something that we haven't seen much of uh, thus far this season, but we certainly did uh, last Saturday, was uh, was Danny Drinkwater. Uh, playing again with uh, with Kante in the kind of the three of the five in midfield, if you see what I mean. Uh, and I have to say, Kerry, I was really impressed with him. I love him. He's a tank, you know. He, he, he you know, he really is. He's he's and and he, but he also gets forward. I was impressed with Danny Drinkwater. I think that we might have we might have made a very shrewd purchase there. Yep, I've uh, I'm starting to agree with you. Um, still, we need to see. <coughs> pardon me. Still, we need to see a little bit more. Um, and that's down to the manager and indeed Drinkwater himself um, to make the manager pick him and become more of a regular than someone who is used in and out with Bakayako, etc. Um, but, yeah, on mm. what I've seen so far, Danny Drinkwater is, is not a negative and uh, could very well turn into be a, a positive. And with continual progress, you know, he, he could be one of the names on the sheet first each week if... Uh, if he manages to stand for position himself. It's all down to the lad. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. What I've seen so far is positive. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm old. But uh, I, I particularly warm to the fact that, you know, you can get a player from Leicester. I mean, OK, they won the Premier League, so they're clearly not mugs. But, you know, the, the clamour is always to go out and buy some marquee signing, some, some big world name foreign player. But yet, you know, you you could. It's like the old days, isn't it? You know, you can go and pl- pluck a player out from a, a lesser team, and he can turn out to be a real real player for you. And I, I've got a real hope about Drinkwater, um, you know, in that respect. Another another person who who's made a return after injury was uh, Victor Moses, and uh, I thought he had a good game as well against Newcastle. Yes, um, I mean, a, a rival uh, for his position or for a position either side now is uh, Zappa Costa and uh, his performances have, have warranted a place in the side, I feel, um, or at least a challenge. And that's certainly what he's produced, uh, a challenge to the positions of Marcus Alonso and uh, um, and, and Victor Moses. But uh, Moses responded very well mm. by coming on and uh, producing a decent performance. 
performance, I thought. I, I, I agree with you on that one as well. Like I say, I don't think there's many bad performances anyway. But um, I think Victor Moses did very well. <clears throat> Just got back pretty much to doing what he has been for the last few years. And, uh, you know, I don't see any change. There is a battle on with Zappa Costa there. So I think he's a decent signing as well on the street for what I've seen so far. And uh, I think there is competition for places all of a sudden in, in them positions. Whereas before it was just Moses and Alonso, I do think that uh, Zappa Costa has added a different dimension to it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely spot on. On, on, on the fan cast on Monday, we had Mark Worrell on and, and, and Mark was making that point that, you know, it's taken a while this season because we've had injuries and suspensions and stuff. But actually, you know, we, we do have, uh, it seems to me, a better squad. There's more depth there. You know, and Conte's got more options. Um, I mean, I, I would I would say, you know, about Zappa Costa uh, and also Bakayoko, actually, a different uh, situation in some respects because he's a lot younger. But I, I think that those two are taking some time to adapt to Premier League football, as you would expect. But, uh, you know, I do think they're decent players and I do think they can do a job. And I'm really quite happy with the, the options that, the, that that gives Conte particularly uh, given the fact that we've got a lot more football to play this year. So, you know, that bodes well from from my point of view. Would, would you agree with that? Yes, I do. Once again, I think uh, both players, like you said, are adapted uh, slowly, but uh, but positively. Bakayako, I thought, yeah, had a different game when I saw him. Uh, I'm not sure uh, uh, whether it was him or Rudiger, uh, uh, someone run off for a goal in the last couple of weeks, but he's been indifferent, that's for sure, Bakayaka, he's had some decent games uh, and some different stuff. I think uh, Zappa Costa looks very good going forward, yet to really see him tested defensively at uh, mm. one or two moments, of course, the highlight being the goal come cross, which he scores. Um, but, you know, I think there's more to come, there has to be from both players, but I think that, uh, yes, they are proving... Um, that there's competition for places in, in the positions that they that they play it, and uh, Bakayoko, mm. you know, at the moment I think he's in a in a real battle because certainly even though he's been bought, you talk about marquee signings etc. Morata um, being the, the marquee signing, if you like, because of the amount of money, but you know he still paid a lot of money. We got rid of Matic on the back of that as well, so he's he's got a he's got something to live up to, Bakayoko, and at the moment. I feel he's just short of that. And uh, he's certainly not one of the names that is put straight down in the team, I wouldn't have thought, um, week in, week out. And uh, I think uh, there's competition for all places in central midfield, as well as on the wing. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, but it's good. And I think allied to that is the fact that the, the age of the squad seems to have come down a lot, which is also encouraging. But there we go. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? 
<laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I mean, talking about this squad depth, it, it, it leads us into the to the West Ham game, uh, another infernal early kickoff uh, on Saturday. Um, but uh, given that we played Atletico Madrid on uh, on Tuesday, I think for me the first question is, um, you know, will Conte rotate and and should he? Because you know, basically, bar Marcus Alonso, he pretty much played the first, what we would consider to be the first 11 against Atletico. So, do you think he's going to rotate a few people out and in? Yes, I think that he wanted to change his, uh, <coughs> his one of the days. Um, once again, I feel we should win it. Um, I mean, they're under pressure. They're not getting great results. Although the last performance um, proved that uh, David Moyes might be getting some semblance of form out of them, but. I still think that Chelsea should be good enough to win the game, and I do think there'll be one or two changes. Not quite sure who, um, mm. but uh, you know, we said before trying to double guess the manager is never easy. Um, but I think there will be changes. Mm. Be interesting to see. I mean, I, 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 I you know, it's one of those games, Kerry, isn't it? I mean, West Ham look terrible at the moment. I mean, they're 19th, so they're only they're only one point uh, above Swansea who are in bottom, uh, who are bottom of the league. Um, you know, it's it, it, it should be an easy game for us, but you know what West Ham are like. I mean, there, there's quite a, a bitter rivalry there that's developed over many, many years. Uh, they will absolutely want to, to put one over on us. You can be sure as anything about that. Yes, um, I, I certainly agree with you. So it's, I find it, I find it hard to call, but it worries me. You know, it worries me. That does it really does. I think every game's hard to call, Dave. You know, you, any game away, you look. You know, you said Swansea. We look at Palace away. You know, look at these games at Newcastle away. All mm. the teams that are, who are struggling, I feel. And you know, when they come and are, are upon you, they're all difficult games. After the game, you know, they're not so difficult. You know, you look at Newcastle and Swansea recently. I mean, we 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 were all over being a better side, and you know, and and quite rightly the results went our way. But you know, um, it really is a case of we should roll West Ham over. And once again, I reiterate what I say on a fairly regular basis: we're in uh, third position, they're second from bottom. Come on, if we're if we're being serious about keeping pace with the cities and the Uniteds and so on, West Ham is a free point that we must make. Well, I totally agree with that. I mean, the other reason, of course, is that uh, Man City are playing Man United this weekend. So there's there's a chance that, you know, one of them, 
might drop points, uh, or even both of them if they draw, of course, which is good for us, particularly and only, of course, if we manage to pick up all all three points against West Ham. So, you know, it's not to be taken lightly, as I said. Um, I mean, we've got a good record away at West Ham, both at Upton Park and, and more recently in the Olympic Stadium. I think we've, we've only lost twice there in the last 11 Premier League games. And, and those two defeats, one came... Um, uh, I think it was the last season at Upton Park, wasn't it? When Mar- yeah. it was the Mourinho season where he yeah. got sacked, and I think the other one was um, when we were one nil up and then we lost three one, and that was in that was Rafa Benitez's third game. So in a sense, you could say there were mitigating circumstances for that, but we've got a good record there, which gives me some hope. Yeah, um, you know, uh, there is a thing about records and stats, and I do believe all that. Um, I think that that is the case. Um, with lots of teams, you know, history tends to repeat itself. But, you know, West Ham do, as you've already said, produce every now and again a performance out of the woodwork, which is not expected. Yeah. And, you know, and it has happened against Chelsea. But, you know, I remember we've had a different results when I was playing at Upton Park, of course. But, uh, you know, I, I fully believe that uh, any Chelsea team cut out, you know, is, is good enough at the moment. David Moyes has got... Uh, got the move in, in the right direction, I do feel, and you know, whether he's the right fit or not remains to be seen. Ultimately, time will tell, but I think Chelsea at the moment should be too strong for them. Uh, I really do. I don't think they're the finished article, far from it, and uh, I, I, I don't think we're the finished article, far from it. I have to be honest. I think we've produced some great performances and by and large hazard is behind us when we're playing really well, but um, I think there's room for improvement, room for improvement in both sides. And I feel that um, Chelsea at the moment are in a far greater position and and we should seriously take three points. Mm. To be honest, Kerry, for me, the key is what what 11 that that, that Conte starts with because I I really do think that West Ham will be well up for it. You know, they've got a new manager. He's going to be well into them, so they're going to want to impress him. So I do think we need to start with a strong side. So... You know, I I will be worried if we drop too many of our our, our key players, or at least I hope he 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 kind of sticks with the spine. You know, which would be Aspilicueta, Kante, uh, obviously has a Fabregas, Hazard, and uh, a Morata. Um, I, I don't mind a few changes around that, but you know, the key players have got to start. Um, well, actually, we didn't talk about it earlier on, but your your uh, your your strike. Your, your, I'm going to call him your mate, Morata. He scored another goal again against Newcastle, didn't he? With his head as well. Yeah, proper striker's goal that wasn't it. You know, in the, from from about a yard out, getting on the end of it. I like that. Yes, another <clears throat> another headed goal. Um, I'm not saying he's still striking me as uh, someone who's uh, predominantly <laughs> brilliant in the air, or you know, or brilliant at all. <clears throat> he's striking me as a player that's been in the position taking the chances, which is what you'd expect to present himself. Um, I can't remember too many memorable moments and, and great games he's had. I think uh, the Manchester United header was fantastic. Um, yeah. That's probably his best moment uh, for me. Uh, and, and the opening day when he came on and produced a decent performance uh, against Burnley, uh, because it was the first time we saw him and he was replacing an out-of-sorts back to eye. But, but by and large... I do feel um, there's still more to improve, more to come from him. He he might argue, <clears throat> you know, Hattrick away at Stoke, which is no mean feat. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm still I don't know. I might be on the fence until he actually sticks two or three 
great games together, you know, say, oh, oh this boy's a real deal and so on. Um, I noticed some of the pundits who were talking about him um, earlier on and comparing the start with uh, Lukaku, you know, you're looking at Aguero and they're looking at uh, the strikers all doing well this season. I've noticed that they've backed off a little bit and uh, the clamour for uh, how good Morata is has changed to the, to the clamour how good Hazard is. Um, and that seems to be the key in all the um, major topics of uh, conversation um, from the pundits, etc., when Chelsea are talked about. And, uh, you know, it's noticeable because some people, I, I, I do feel, not necessarily having doubts, but maybe trying to backtrack on some of the words because they do tend to dive in early on the back of one performance and, and start yeah. making um, uh, statements that are probably wildly out of proportion. Well, I agree with that. I, I think, I think you know, if you're looking at uh, Lukaku and Aguero, I'd say Lukaku is a flat-track bully. But I think Mourinho's smart enough to have bought him because they were struggling to put away the size that they should put away last year, and they, he knows that Lukaku can do that. Aguero, I do think, is the finished article. He's a superb striker. But I think Morata isn't the, the finished article yet. I think there, there, is a, there is a way for him to go. But one of the things that, that, that occurred to me earlier in the week was that uh, he's, I think if memory serves me correctly, he's never played more than 16, you know, starts in a season because, you know, he, he's been at Juve and uh, and Real Madrid. And there's a very good chance that he's going to, you know, play a lot of games for Chelsea this season. Now, I, I, I'm not sure what the answer is to this. So I'm hoping you you might actually. But on the one hand, I would thought have thought playing more games in a season will do him good because he'll get a run and, and, and he'll adapt to the, the Premier League quicker. But on the other hand, if you're only used to playing, you know, 15, 16 games in a season, what, is, is there a chance that it might have a negative effect on him that he's not used to that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're, you're the ex-pro, so I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I, I, I don't suppose for one moment um, he'd mind playing more games. Um, you know, he's a footballer, mm. he's there to play games. Incidentally, I think we're in a run or starting a run of I think seven games in 21 days, I think we've got uh, over the Christmas period, yeah. so... You know, the, there's going to be a lot of demands on the bodies and uh, no doubt Conte will have to be aware and rotate his, his side accordingly. <clears throat> um, I think it's three games coming up now in the next seven days uh, um, yeah. for us. And, you know, so so the games are coming thick and thin and, and Christmas is going to be a lot different to what people like Morata and that are used to in other countries. You know, some have a break, some don't have a break, but certainly not the amount of games involved that Chelsea are going to be playing. So... Um, it is going to be different. Um, how Morata adapts, I'm not sure. Um, the only thing I am sure about is I agree with you. And there is room for improvement again. Um, and as I've said before, I'm, I'm still on the fence. So, you know, the, the, the doubters and the, the people with the plaudits can still keep coming at me. But uh, until I see something that I'm prepared to stick my neck out and say, yep, he's the man, um, I'm still where I am. And another headed goal um, doesn't necessarily, you know, make me jump out of the You know, a striker is there to score goals, and that's what's on his CV, and that's what he's got to do. But uh, when he starts scoring 25s, 30s, and so on, then I'll start to be saying, OK, he still might do that this year. He, he's possibly on course or just behind it um, for 20, 25 goals anyway. So it still might happen, but uh, I still need a little bit more. Well, hopefully we will. And I tell you what I do hope is that, that, that they've got their shooting boots on for Saturday because uh, 
like we've been saying, it's an important game for us. We need to get those three points. So, uh, what's uh, what, what's your prediction, mate? How do you see it going? Um, Chelsea by a couple. Uh, I mm. really do think that uh, we're we're that much better than them, and they're they're well off the pace at the moment. I feel that uh, we are too strong. We've said it many a time, and. Lots of Chelsea fans feel it. The early goal is important. If we score first, um, mm. it disrupts everyone else's pattern. It disrupts their ideas. They've got to come out. They've got to get a goal if they're intent on getting something from the game. Opens them up to a counter-attack. We're very good at counter-attacking. We're very pacey. The second goal would not be out, out of the question. And, you know, then all of a sudden, I think Chelsea can maintain that. I, I really do think that if we score first goal down there, West Ham are the type of side that possibly the floodgates could open up and we could give them a do it. You know, it's all very well saying David Moyes is going to stoke them up, which he will, and get them the London derby and the fans will be behind them. The atmosphere will be what it will be. But I do think that they're the sort of team if they go a couple behind their heads, there's no doubt. And uh, I don't think there's one or two characters. All right, they've got Mark Noble who's a bit of a character and try and dig in, you know, he knows the traditions and so on, but there aren't too many others that stand out in that department. And I really do think that if we get on top, we, we could give them a doing. So I think Chelsea by two, at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd love to predict a, a real a real hammering, no pun intended, uh, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be more cautious and, and stick with a more professional Kerry Dixon type view, <laughs> which is that we're two goals better, that we're two goals better than them at least. So I'm going to I'm going to go two nil uh, unless Andy Carroll starts because he worries me. He, I don't know what it is about Carroll, but he has a habit of scoring against us. So, but I'm going to go two nil, mate, and uh, and I think we'll bring the points home, and hopefully uh, City and uh, United will uh, at the very least draw so that we can catch up on them a little bit. But anyway, we shall see on Saturday, won't we? Certainly will, Dave, and uh, you know hopefully hopefully it's the start of uh, a run which will see us um, into the semi-finals of the Caribou Cup and because um, yes. that's coming up the game against Bournemouth as well and indeed yeah. um, a better position come the end of it come mid-January um, in the league it's a hectic period and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a crucial sorry mate yeah no it's a hectic period for players and um, no, but it's a wonderful one it's a great opportunity to get a lot of points and uh, progress in the cup so uh, let's hope this is the start of a good one for us yeah, two rights. Crucial time, Christmas, and you can uh, you can really go a long way to, uh, you know. Well, I mean, you know, if we have a good run over Christmas. We can get a lot of points, and that will stand us in good stead for the for the new year, mate. We've got to go. Um, enjoy the game on Saturday, uh, and uh, you and I will catch up next week. We will have uh, both the West Ham and the uh, Huddersfield game on Tuesday to uh, to talk about, as well as the the Champions League draws. You were saying earlier, so we'll, it'll be a packed show as always. Anyway, have a great weekend, mate, and I'll I'll speak to you next week. Thanks, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.